The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Irreverent. Entertaining. Cool. You're listening to L.A. Talk Radio. Listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir, only on LA Talk Radio. Hello, and welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I'm a licensed clinical social worker practicing as an intuitive psychotherapist. You can find me online at nolatherapy.com. It's the abbreviation for New Orleans Los Angeles Therapy. You can book sessions online via phone, Skype, FaceTime, or in person at either my Los Angeles or New Orleans locations. You can find archived episodes and subscribe to this show on iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. And a new campaign I launched is through Patreon for you to be able to support this show financially and help me grow and expand to continue to bring on guests each week. You can find that link at patreon.com forward slash Lisa Tahir, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And then my name is Lisa, L-I-S-A-T-A-H-I-R. And I just appreciate your support in advance to help me keep going. So I'm going to introduce my guest today. She is an international model and actress, Beck Doyle. She's appeared in both feature and short films, in TV series, music videos, commercial and print campaigns worldwide. And she began her career at the age of eight years old. And I am looking forward to find out more about Mm -hmm. her and her work. So welcome, Beck Hi, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thank you for being able to work this out today with your schedule that's really busy and your career that's I know. booming. It's so busy right now. I, I, I'm, I'm really, really grateful because it's not always that way. So when, it, when it's busy, you've got to just roll with it and, I and agree. make it work. <laughs> I agree. So where do you want to start today? Do you want to talk about current things you're working on or kind of what brought you to acting and modeling starting at eight? It's, it's up to you. Yeah, let's start from the beginning. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you're from Australia. Yes, I'm from Sydney. Sydney, yes. Australia. So all my, all my family's there, which is a little, it gets hard at times being here alone. But with like technology these days, I'm, I'm so connected with them. I can FaceTime them constantly. I get to FaceTime my niece and nephew oh, so uh, all the time and they're amazing. So that's fun. And I talk to my mom every single day. We're, we're really close. So it's nice to be able to have that support system still, even though we're so far away from each other. Yeah. You know, I was wondering how your family feels about your career, not knowing you're so close to, to your family and your mom. 
Yeah, I mean, my mom has always been so supportive. I um, Obviously, I started really young. I wanted to be an actress when, I think even before I was eight years old, but I went to, my mom actually, she had me in like performing arts schools and whatnot, and one of the teachers was like, you should get her an agent. So I was like, yes, yes, I want to do that. So my mom set up appointments and I went and met with different agents and did little monologues and then got accepted and, and started um, with an agency. I think my first agency was called Joan Gibson. And so my mom used to like be rushing me around to casting calls and like different things. But it was funny because I wanted to act, but the agency that I had gone with started me out doing like all this modeling stuff. So the modeling always seemed to, to take over. And I guess in Sydney as well, there was probably more work in that industry than in the acting. But nowadays, it's, there's definitely more things that are, are being filmed in Australia and there's a lot more opportunities, which is great for the industry there. But unfortunately, when I started, I don't think there was as much stuff. So I did a lot of modeling in the early in the early years. And then, um, yeah, and then I... I started at a performing arts high school and then got scouted again when I was at, I think I was at a commercial casting or something for, um, yeah, I got scouted when I was at the commercial casting by another okay. modeling agency, a big one, and then went with them. And so my mom, God love her, she was rushing me around all over the city in Sydney from age 14 until I got my own driver's license. So she's been really, really supportive. And yeah. I honestly wouldn't have been able to have done it without her. Like you, you, you can't like, and I had to have so much time off school. And so it was good to have the support of my school, obviously being a performing arts high school and the support of my mom. I mean, yeah, it would have been impossible otherwise. So it was a perfect convergence of, of your school yeah. and your mom, like really yeah, wanting they, you and supporting you. Exactly. I mean, the school really encouraged any kind of work in that industry because that's what I was there for. You know, I would do two hours of um, drama every single day and, you know, do my subjects outside of those hours. And we had an extended day so that we could make up for the time we spent on the acting or on whatever your main core was. Because obviously there were dancers and musicians and, um, and everything. It was just a really great environment to grow up in because everyone was so supportive of each other. And, you know, there was no one was really different or weird or outcast because we were all kind of weird. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like creative, creatives. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because I hear different stories about, you know, people's, you know, high school experiences and just how different it was to mine because we were just allowed to be whoever we wanted to be. And that was a great place, I think, to start and to really embrace what I wanted to do with my acting and, you know, my future. They really encouraged everything and they, they made you believe that you could do anything that you wanted to do, That's which I beautiful. think is also... Yeah, very different to, you know, a normal high school where they probably would be like, no, you can't do that. What kind of career are you going to have being an actress or a singer or, you know? Yeah, that really encouraging. kids can are sometimes dissuaded from those professions because they're not exactly. like the math, science kind of tracks mm -hmm. that our exactly. culture thinks is successful. Yeah. So do you even, yeah. since you started so young, do you get nervous going on casting calls and such or how do you handle that? Yeah, I think I've been doing it for so long now. There's absolutely, yeah, no nerves. I mean, on bigger things, like more in the acting world, like if I have a really big audition for, you know, a big project, then maybe I'll get a little nervous. But once I'm in the room, it kind of all goes away and you're just there and you're just doing your thing, which which is good. But, 
Yeah, thankfully, I don't get too nervous. I mean, I know other actors, like big successful actors from Australia, one in particular, who I think she takes beta blockers before auditions. Oh, right. Right. To help with crazy. nerves. Yeah, but, and it's crazy because she's had such success and she's been on a bunch of, you know, she was in a really big film from Australia and like, you know, doing lots of work here. And it's it's really interesting to hear that some people, no matter how big they get, still have those nerves. So I'm thankful I don't because I'd be a mess if I did. It's just there's too many every day to to really be caught up with um with the nerves or the anxiety side of it. So Are you talking yeah, about what you I did, thought, Tricky Business? And Yeah, the Tricky Business. Yeah, that was in Australia. That was a yeah. TV series. Um, I appeared in, I think, three episodes. I was the, the trophy wife of the white-collar criminal. Oh, that's so, great. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was definitely one of the, that was the first, you know, bigger role that I had landed. And I did that, I think, about six months or so before I moved to to L.A. So it was a good little stepping stone to be able to get my visa to work in the acting side of things here as well, because obviously I had a much bigger career in modeling in Australia. So okay, I, I was lucky that I, I did that so I could, you know, pursue the acting here as well. So that was that, the bridge. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then you've also lived in Brazil and London. Can you tell us about that? And you're fluent in Portuguese. Yes, I lived in Brazil when I was 16 as an exchange student. So I took a year off from you know, the performing arts and the school and acting and modeling. And I just went and I was, you know, you were 16 back? For a year. 16. Oh my 16. gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. It was an experience. It was a lot for a 16 year old, I have to say. So, yeah, my mom was not too happy because as an exchange student, I was a rotary exchange student, and you get to basically put a list of, you know, places you would like to travel to. And then they choose from that list where they're going to send you. Okay. And my mom, I don't think she knew that I put Brazil down. And so <laughs> when they announced that I got Brazil, she was like, ah, like in the room, like everyone could hear her. It was hilarious. But, um, you know, it was, you it was definitely an eye-opening experience and I wouldn't change it for the world. Like, obviously I had ups and downs. I had host families. My first host family were really, really just bizarre and did a few things that kind of were unkind to me. So yeah. that wasn't the best starting experience. But then after that, I had great host families and siblings and, you know, and I, I was able to travel a lot. I went to school. Not that the school really mattered because they didn't care if I was there or not. So I think I slept through most of the classes. <laughs> I think that's but, huge. I didn't realize you were so young when you spent yeah. the year there. That's that's life changing to be so young and yes. be on your own. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah it was it was an incredible experience. As I said, I wouldn't change it for anything, and I'm yeah. so grateful I did it. I love that I can speak Portuguese. It's, I mean, not the most used language, but I right. definitely meet people and come across, you know, Brazilians every so often. And I just, like last night, I was actually out um, at a friend's birthday dinner and we'd finished dinner and went to the bar and the girl who was giving up her seat at the bar for me, she was about to leave, was Brazilian. She was in town wow. for Coachella. So we were just having a chat and it's really fun to just like meet Brazilian because Brazilian people are so warm and they're so friendly. And that like that experience in Brazil, like it definitely has stayed with me my whole life. Like the culture there is incredible. It's just like about living your life and experiencing everything and, you know, the music, the dance, the food, everything like I, it definitely has stayed with me and has definitely, you know, contributed to the person that I am today. 
Yeah, I have a best friend in New Orleans of 30 years, and she's from Brazil. And at one point in my life, I ended up living with her family for almost a year. And they were just so wow. warm and loving and the culture and the food. And yes. it was just, I mean, a, I'm still close the to them. Food. So good. <laughs> I think I put on like 10 kilos, which I don't know, what is that, like almost 20 pounds. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, And just such a passionate culture. Such a passionate yeah. people. Yeah, it's, it, it, they really are. I mean, I, I haven't been back, which is, I mean, it's horrible that I haven't been back. I've just been taken to so many other places with work that I haven't, you know, just decided to have a holiday or whatnot. Because I, I try and do my trips. I, 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 I make sure that wherever I'm going, I get to work as well. So I haven't made oh, a trip cool. back there, but I'm, I need to because, you know, it just, it did, you know, had such a huge impact on, on me as a person in my life that I need to get back there. Definitely. So can <laughs> so you, you talk... Been? No, I've never been to Brazil yet, but it's on my list. Yeah, you have to go, for sure. Yeah, I would love to. <laughs> so, Beck, can you tell us what are you working on now? And what does your life look like? What is it to be a working actress and model in L.A. now? Oh, my gosh. It's it's chaotic. I mean, you find <laughs> out your schedule. It, it is. It's crazy. Like, you find out your schedule generally, like, by the evening, the night before, like things change up until like 6 p.m., sometimes even later, like you get, you get scripts and you're like, you have to be, you know, the next morning ready with like five pages or, or 10 page scripts that you have to go in and just, you know, knock them out. It's, it's, um, it's exciting. It's chaotic, yeah. but I'm, I'm grateful that I have these opportunities because there are a lot of people here that, you know, can't get representation and then don't get out and don't get these opportunities. So, I'm just trying to make the most of everything. And, you know, there's lots of, I do a lot of commercials as well. Obviously, I, I'd love to be working on, you know, a TV show or a film. But in the meantime, until I land one of those, I, I definitely have to be on the commercial circuit. So, you do I've, a lot um, of commercials. I do a lot of commercials. Yeah. I, don't know, yeah. I don't know what that says about me. I mean, they're pretty cheesy. So. I think they're great. And for our listeners, Beck's website is It's Beck Doyle, I-T-S-B-E-C-D-O-Y-L-E. And there's a ton of music videos, commercials you've done, films. Yeah. So, so you know, I'm curious, when you said you might get something at 6 p.m. to have to turn around and be ready in the morning, how do you memorize yeah. lines? How do you do that? It's funny because there's like different techniques and I've studied different ways and I feel like I've just kind of um, taken on different things from different techniques. And so for me, I need to visualize everything. So okay. once I've, I usually will read the whole script through and then I'll go back and I'll take my time with each line and I'll really visualize it and, and like imagine me being, you know, A, that character, that character essentially becomes me. I refer to myself as I in that character. And, you know, I visualize everything about the scene, everything about, you know, my past, my, you know, what I'm, what's happening, what I want, you know, just, you really oh, have to sense. absorb the whole situation. Otherwise, you know, it, it, it is hard to, for it to stick, but visualizing and really absorbing what's going on, um, is a massive help. And I mean, I definitely read it a few times for sure. And I find reading it again right before I go to bed and then first thing in the morning, this is that final nail to just lock it all in. So it sounds like it because here, huh? No, go on you first and then, then I'll ask you. Well, well here, <laughs> here a lot of places remind you like holding the script. So you can kind of refer to it. Obviously it breaks up the 
the realism in the scene if you do have to look down too often. But I like that I can have it as a security blanket, which is bad, but I do like that I have it there because then I can really just immerse myself in what's going on. And if, you know, I, I lose something, I can just look down. Whereas back home in Australia, they expect you to be off book every single audition. And it's hard because yeah. here, like, you know, I, I've had a, I've had some really big auditions the last couple of weeks and I've been almost there on, on a couple of really big projects, but I'm sure something's coming. But, um, you know, when you've got a lot on every single day and you're learning a different, you know, five, yeah. six pages every single day, it's, you know, it's a lot and it can get a little messy in your mind and like jumbled up. So it's, it's, a, it's nice to just be able to refer to the, to the script if I need to, but definitely better not to. <laughs> you know, it, it sounds like it's a really intuitive process as well, putting yourself in that character's shoes. Definitely. I mean, that's the thing. People think, I mean, not people in general, but some people think that acting is easy. And I can't even imagine that it's easy at all. Yeah, it's not. And and when you really, you know, if you've got some difficult characters who are, you know, are drug addicts or, you know, different situations in life, being abused, being whatever, like you have to really put yourself in that position. And it is emotionally draining. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. It's emotionally draining and physically draining because you just use every part of yourself to really become that character. And it can mess with your mind. Yeah. <laughs> like a lot. Yeah. Do but, you think it's, I mean, that's what you got to do to do be you authentic. Think it, yeah, that it's helped you to be more empathetic towards others, 100%. to have adapt different roles. Yeah, empathy is, I think, the key element in acting and being able to you know, perform, you, you have to have empathy. You have to be able to put yourself in somebody else's shoes and understand what they're going through. So 100% empathy is, is, is a major component. And it's, and it's definitely made me more, you know, empathetic in, in my life and intuitive and, you know, less judgmental. Yeah. It, It contributes to a lot of, a lot of things. So how is your experience just living your normal life outside of, of your profession, so to speak, and you meet someone to say date and you say you're an actress model, how, how are you received? Like, how has that been, oh, you know, kind of, because I, <laughs> I know we things. talked about that the night we met yes. with your friend Crystal yeah. Beta, who'll be on the show this summer. Yes. Yeah. So I, I definitely, I hate saying that I'm a model actress, especially in LA because everyone's a model actress Okay. <laughs> or say they are, you know, so it's, yeah. you get, a, you know, it can be disheartening at times because people kind of will, will blow you off or think that, oh yeah, you're a model actress. And then I'm like, well, actually I am. And, and I'm a working yeah. model actress and I'm working my ass off <laughs> yeah. to be yeah. here, to stay here, to, to survive, you know, like being from and that's Australia. All that yeah, it's all that I do. And like, yeah. you know, being from Australia as well, I have to be on visas. Each time I apply for my visa, it costs me like $6,000. So I've spent $18,000 just to be in this country. Wow. So it's, you know, yeah. So I think having that behind me as well, it really pushes me and, yeah. and you know, drives me to, to succeed. And there's like, just failure is not an option. So it, mm-hmm. it, it keeps me going, definitely. So... Also, you know, you have a certain look and appearance. Have you ever had to alter that for a particular role, like changes to your body, hair, et cetera? I mean, definitely changes to hair every so often. I mean, I just shot, I mean, it was a print job, but I just shot for um, Joico, a hair company a couple yeah. of weeks ago. And 
they cut my hair short. It's like four inches off the back, two off the front, and um, made it like bright red with like rose gold highlights. So that was kind of crazy and fun. But right, you know, it, it, it happens. And I'm always I'm always open and willing to change whatever they want. Really, I, I love it. I love being given the opportunity to to you know look different or or you know it's it's interesting because when you make these changes, you do see the way people, you know, perceive you differently. It's, it's interesting. Mm. But as far as like weight and stuff, I've never really had to put on weight or lose weight for any roles as of yet. I mean, definitely yeah. growing up being a model, I was always told to lose weight because I'm sure. I'm definitely more a healthy size. But yeah. that's what's worked for me as well because, you know, a lot of clients and, and, and products and things, these like the last, well, since I've been modeling, definitely like that. They want to, ha- to have and use healthy, you know, models that, you know, represent just a better idea of, of, you know, body image for their customers. Yeah. It's worked for me in that way. But over the years, different agencies are definitely have been on my back about it, but I've never let it bother me and I've never really lost weight for them. (laughs) If I'm going to lose weight, it'll be for me. (laughs) I like that. And yeah. You know, also going back to your schedule and what you, you were briefly describing, just, you know, all the opportunities in, in recent times, I'm imagining people in your life have to really understand and know that, you know, things can change, plans can change mm-hmm. and be patient. It's, Has that been difficult for you in navigating personal 100, relationships? 100%. And the thing is, obviously based because, because of everything that it's taken for me just to be here, I do take my work really seriously. And so yeah. I have to cancel on people sometimes. And it definitely annoys people. And, you know, they don't quite understand, but I've got to do what's right for me and yeah. and focus on me, which is a little selfish, but that's why I'm here. And I I actually, I don't, I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah, I had <laughs> no idea. I've got to do. Yeah, that there's yeah. that financial commitment for you to just be in the U.S. And wow, like yeah. others of us just live here and take so much for granted, I think, too. So you're actually having to pay almost $20,000 to just be in the U.S. each year. And so it makes sense yeah. if you're really pushing yourself to live your dream. Yeah. So, Which is good because yeah. I, think it keeps, I think it keeps a lot of Aussies. And people always say, why do Aussies do so well like in America? And mm. I think it's because we all have worked so hard just to be here that we're fighters. We're driven. We're driven. We're not going to give up. And, and we've been through so much just to be here, just to have this, to like have the opportunity that it makes us. Yeah. I think it makes us a, a force to be reckoned with. So yes, that's why I think Aussies are doing so well here at the moment. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. What? Yeah. But um, it's funny because I, I definitely cancel on people a lot and I feel bad. And, and sometimes it's just because I'm exhausted because I've had like a 16 hour shoot day and I, I have good intentions always. I have good intentions. I'm like, yes, I want to catch up with this person. And then when a you know, push comes to shove at the end of the day, I'm so tired and I have to do it all again the next day that I just have to, you know, say, I'm sorry, I can't make it or, you know, try and, and rain check or reschedule. And it gets on people's nerves, definitely. But I've learned over the years that, you know, it's, they wouldn't do that for me. You know, it's a horrible thing to say, but like, I realized I was putting myself out there for so many people and yes. not getting it in return. So I'm like, no, you've got to focus on you and, and make the right decisions for yourself and your career and your life. And I definitely need a lot of rest to reset, to recharge. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, I don't 
not do that. Like if I need, I need like eight hours sleep every night. Yeah. Like, and I will give myself that eight hours sleep. I make sure that that happens. And, you know, obviously my appearance is an important part of my job mm-hmm. and you've got to look after yourself. I, I, I try and be as healthy as possible. And so that has a lot to do with it as well. Sometimes I am available to do stuff, but it just doesn't work because I need to look after myself. And I no, think I that's was- what... Go yeah. on and then say, you think no, that's, no, that's what, what's important. Yeah, it's, it's the most, one of the most important things first, look after yourself before anything. And I think that's such healthy self-esteem and such an important message because it's easy to put others first, especially as women. I think we tend to be caretakers and want to please the people we care about and love. And so I think it's very healthy to you know, because this is your career. No, no one's going to do it, but you, that you do have to take care of yourself. You know, you're putting forth a lot of energy. You know, it's not Mm -hmm. like you're sitting in an office meeting quiet and feeling like shit, you know, like you can get away with that (laughs) in an office setting, but you have to be there, be present, have your energy like available to perform, you know, so it does require, I think, you know, more self-care than, than other professions. Yeah. I mean, everyone should always have that self-care and, and, and look after themselves first, but you're right. Like you can definitely get away with it if you go into an office and people aren't looking at you or, or realizing or that you haven't had sleep. Yeah, right. you know, exactly. So yeah, definitely. But um, it's, yeah, it's, it took a while to get to that place to, to put myself first and to really give myself the time that I need to look after myself and, you know, and, you know, have that esteem and, 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 I'm not sure how to describe it, but to be able to yeah. say no to people, you know, because yeah, it does. I mean, only in the last couple of years, I've been able to really do that. Like I slowly, as like a younger, like maybe in my early twenties, I was like starting to do that. But in the last few years, I've really just you know knuckled down on what I need, and I'm I'm giving myself that. <laughs> I think that's important to set those boundaries for yourself yeah. with others. And like, even for our mm-hmm. show today, we had planned to be drinking wine in the studio, but you got a call back immediately after this. So I'm just grateful we got to even do the interview because it makes sense. You're here. You can't plan everything like, like no. other professions. Exactly. And it does make it hard like day to day. And some days, some days I don't have anything on, but on those days I just kind of take them as me days. And I do as many errands as I can. I have, You've met my beautiful dog oh, Harry. Little he's, Harry, he's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> so I try and I try and also like even with my busy days, I try and hike with him every single morning because he has so yeah. much energy. So it's like a balancing act. And the days that I don't have as much on, I just try and get as much done as possible. So yeah, it's um it's all a balancing act. <laughs> I, I think what you're saying though is a really important message for women to hear, especially young women. What what um you know like if they're young actors, actresses listening, what might you advise or suggest to someone wanting to do what you're doing? I would advise them to just, A, go for it. Like some people may discourage you or or not believe in you. You have to just believe in yourself enough to pursue it. And then you have to work very hard. You need to get all the representation that you need because without an agent, it's, it's pretty impossible to even get in the room for any of these opportunities. And then, like I've been saying, you need to look after yourself and you need to realize that you deserve the time on yourself. Like you deserve to spend the time yes. on yourself and you are, are are important. And that's where it all stems from. And I think once you have that ingrained in yourself, 
you're able to perform better. You're able to, you know, just spend the time on what's important. And don't get lost, especially if you're in L.A., don't get lost in the whole Hollywood scene because people are like, oh, you're going to go out and you're going to network and meet people. That never happens. The people that you meet out who are networking are like not, they're not doing anything that's worth your time anyway. Sure. You know, like they'll be like, oh, I'm a, I'm a producer. Let me do this. And it's like, no, you're not going to do anything. You're just full of shit. So, <laughs> so and it would sound you know, so don't promising. Get, don't get swept it was, up in that. Yeah, that's that's a good piece of advice because it seems so cool. Like, oh my gosh, a producer and they're going to help me with this. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you need to have an agent. You need to have representation. Somebody yeah, can help you get the places you want to be. Exactly. That's who's going to get you in the room. Once you're in the room, the rest is up to you. But you need an agent or a manager to get you into the room. Meeting people out, you know, maybe at some certain events you might meet the right people. But in general, I feel like for myself, if I meet people when I'm out, it's like connections for agents or managers. Like it's not some director or producer who's going to get me in the room on a big movie. That doesn't happen. Like they it doesn't happen like that. Yeah. yeah, so I think don't get caught up in that stuff for sure because people in LA in particular, like probably most cities, are just full of shit and you need to be able <laughs> yes. to tell the difference and weed it out and not get caught up in, in any kind of, you know, just fake, you know, industry bullshit. <laughs> sure. So what have been some of your favorite things that, that you've done so far to date? The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hmm. Well, I loved when I, I, I modeled in London for a year and I, uh, I got to go to Mallorca, which is an oh, island Spain. right next to Ibiza in Spain. Yeah. I got to go there and shoot for like five days and it was like the best trip. We shot for like two hours every morning and then the rest of the day we like had these amazing lunches and dinners and it was, that was a really, cool easygoing shoot it was actually for the sun paper the newspaper they were doing a um yeah a summer like fashion like bikini story and they obviously london there's not that many great places to shoot for right. a summer venue so we got to go to mayoka so that was fun and i mean in, in terms of like i guess my the biggest kind of stuff that i've shot maybe recently i just did a huge commercial for l'oreal which hopefully oh, will air great soon yeah yeah so that was exciting to to have a booked that and then i got to work with a i'm not sure if i'm allowed to talk about it until it airs but i, I got to work with a really big celebrity and she was amazing and um it was a lot of fun a lot of fun and and, and just cool to i just love being on set and working with you know other yeah. actors and and models and you know working with the director and producers and the whole team and it's just it's a very well-oiled, organized machine when you're on set. Sounds, and I, I just it love sounds it. like it. Like yeah, efficiency. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. And demanding. Exactly. I mean, that's why I think it's probably so demanding because it is this well-oiled machine that, you know, is all about productivity and time frames. Mm-hmm. So you have to be your exactly. best. Exactly. Everything is organized down to the minute. What, what, when we're shooting this, how many takes we're doing for this, you know? So you have to be on point. And that's again why you need to really look after yourself and be well rested and, 
you know, give yourself whatever whatever you need to be able to achieve these things and get through each day, day to day. And obviously, you know, a lot of the shoots have super early call times. So for me, I um, I struggle with early call times because I end up not being able to sleep because I get anxiety that I'm not going to get to sleep and I'm Enough not going to wake up on time. Yeah. <laughs> and then I don't sleep. So... That gets really annoying, but um, but yeah, it's it's hard, and then you have to get through, you know, ten hour day sometimes, twelve yeah. hour day. I think the longest shoot I've had recently was sixteen hours, um, with, on no sleep, and like trying to pull it together and keep your energy up all day. So, I definitely love my coffee in the morning. <laughs> Me too. And then, can you tell us about being in American Satan, which is set for theatrical release later this year? Yes, I was such a cool it was actually I got um, cast as an Australian reporter and they were kind of like extra scenes that they added after they'd already completed the film because the mm-hmm. director Ash Adelson he um, you know felt like the film needed a few more um, takes especially about around these reporters um, you know kind of reporting on the main theme and and points of the film so it's really just driving that theme um, home for the film so that was um, a really great experience I, I you know got to work with some really cool people um, what is that Larry King is that his name the big yeah. Yeah. yeah he was on set right before oh my me so gosh. I, I got to meet him like briefly but it was yeah. very exciting and it's funny you brought that up I'm actually going to a screening of it on Tuesday night so I'll see it for the first time it's a a big screening they're doing for CAA um, for, you know, hopefully getting the theatrical release through them. So, yeah, it'll be um, exciting to see it on the big screen. To see that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so and exciting. It's, yeah, it's going to be cool. It has, like, some really great actors in it, and um, I'm really looking forward to seeing it the first time and then obviously going to the premiere once it, it does get that theatrical release. So a lot of exciting stuff there and and the director I got to work with he's incredible and I I really hope I get to work with him again in the future it's a small role but you know that's how it that's how you get known and familiar it with is. The people in the industry so I'm hoping from that I'll get the opportunity to at least audition for you know bigger parts in his future films now that we've got to work together and you know it that's was a wonderful. successful shoot and yeah so very exciting very <laughs> exciting so we have a few more minutes left. What What is important for you to let listeners know that we haven't talked about yet? I mean, we, we kind of have covered so much in such I know, a short so time. It's, it's incredible. But I don't know. I feel like just for me, what's important is, and that I can share with people, I think, is what I've already touched on, just really taking care of yourself and putting yourself first, um, no matter what. Because in the end, like, the only person really who's looking out for you is you. And, you know, just be be strong and be, you know, committed and work hard and, you know, be empathetic and, you know, share as much as you can with people. But, yeah, just really look after yourself. I think that's, you know, very important. You know, when you said that earlier, even it, it struck a nerve within me because since we met, um, I started, I had been starting to write a book and kind of half ass. And I ended up meeting a literary agent who's an amazing literary agent. And I hired her to fully, I mean, like take me to as far as I can go. So she is going yeah. at the beginning of June to the Book Expo in New York City. It's the largest gathering in the world of publishers and literary wow. agents. And is again, that like your you deadline? Said, yeah, that's we already. I already have. I've done it. The chapter outlines. Um, I have everything. Yeah, I just finished I'm a few days kidding. ago, and I oh, have a incredible. formal. 
Thank you. I have a formal endorsement <laughs> from Aura Nadrich, who's a mind, body, spirit, best-selling author. Um, you know, to go along with that, and and I've asked wow. a few other well-known authors that have committed, you know, to once they read the manuscript to possibly endorse mm-hmm. my book. And so my self-care, it's it's taken on a new level. Like, you know, I can't just, oh, sure, I'll go have a drink here and there. I mean, I have to write after working. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so my self-care has taken on like a new level of significance. And it's been hard to say no, but it's getting easier for me to be like, yeah. you know, no, I'm sorry. I do have you to stay in. the result? From doing that, right? Yeah, because like I want it so bad. Yeah. Like I want it more than mm-hmm. anything. And once you did it, you can accomplish so much more once you're just like, you know, focused and looking after yourself and, and know what you want to achieve. And then you can just, you know, tackle anything day to day. Like, don't get me wrong. I have crazy stresses every day and I do get stressed out, but it's about, yeah. you know, just taking the time to breathe and deal with each issue as it arrives. I feel like I need to take care. I kind of need to focus on one thing at a time in terms of like when, when, you know, issues or something arises, I need to just tackle one thing. And then once it's done, move on to the next. And it's like, I just try and keep everything as balanced as possible. And, and yeah, and just try and, and, and push through and, you know, do exercise helps, you know, getting out every morning with my dog, hiking, yoga, uh, you know, just doing whatever I can to keep my mind, you know, just open and, and, and balanced because, yes, sorry about that. I don't know if you can hear that crazy bike going past, but, oh, that's yeah, okay. You know, it, yeah. So that's, it's definitely important to, to look after yourself. And, so and also, le- you know, yeah. you can't look after yourself to the point that you become a, a selfish bitch either. You need to just <laughs> right, have balance in that respect. Yeah, definite balance. But it's all, yeah. And I mean, that goes without saying. And it's, it's good to, you know, to just, be just be a good person. <laughs> be, yes. Be the person that you want others to see you as, I think. Yeah. So my last question yeah. to you, because you have a casting call, a callback right after this to yes. run to, is what is it yes. that you want to leave back, like to be known for, to like, you know, leave here, whichever way you'd like to answer it. Okay. I think um, in a generalized way, I'd like to be, you know, I'd like to A, be, successful in what I'm trying to achieve and I'd like to contribute to the world and to, to, to issues that are going on. I um I do my best to be as philanthropic as I can. I organize little um, volunteering days with friends. Mm. I volunteer and um you know package food for homeless and like and get like you know blankets and things together and we go out on the streets and we just get really involved. So I feel like it's about back to, to balance. I'd like to be known for not just you know being an actress or a model or having that kind of success. I want to be known for being a good person and for being, you know, an animal lover and, and, and contributing to the world in whatever capacity I can. You know, right now it's not like I'm, you know, a millionaire being able to, you know, donate tons of money, but I, I'm doing what I can getting out into the community and, and trying to to contribute that's in any beautiful. way possible. And I think that's, that's, you know, really important for people to remember that as well. You know, and, and it's, it's crazy when you're out there and you see people and what they're going through. It really makes your problems seem insignificant and right. you really appreciate what you have and, and, you know, how blessed you are. I didn't know that you share that, that passion next week on my show. I have Lorea. She founded lunch on me. It's the organization that feeds the homeless in downtown LA uh-huh. every night. Cause it's taken me back 
to see the need. So I think it's so beautiful, Beck, that you spend your time, the little time you have, you know, doing things like that to volunteer yeah. and service. And it's, it's funny you said that because I, the more people I can get involved each time, obviously the more people we can help. And it's interesting to see people who cancel or don't show up. And I'm like, really guys? Like we're helping yeah. the homeless. Like you can, you can spend two hours of your day coming to contribute here if you say you're coming, you know? But that's the thing. It's about being committed and following through with, with plans that you, that you make and, you know, just being true to your word. And I, I, I admire people that, you know, are out there doing that every night. That's incredible. I, I try and do it as often as I can and I volunteered for for different organizations like the Midnight Mission downtown and um, Global Global Give every Thanksgiving but um, it's funny you know because when I organized this I um I did some research and I realized it's actually illegal to feed the homeless (laughs) crazy very sad it's very sad and and yes and yeah, that's just crazy to me. But you know it doesn't it doesn't stop me. I'm like no. No we can help we should help. That's beautiful. Well, let me know yeah. next time you plan something. If I I'm in will. town, I would love to join. I will. I'm trying to make it happen once a month. I know that's it, it, it's not a lot, but it, it it helps, you know. And that does help. I think that I'm is frequent. Yeah. Well, so and I do it from my house. We have everyone come and organize oh, the bags awesome. from my house, and then we go out on the street in groups and um just yeah go out and 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 help as many people as we can. You're a beautiful so, yeah, soul. Balance. Thank you for taking your time out today. And for our listeners, I have been speaking with Beck Doyle. Her website is It's Beck Doyle, I-T-S-B-E-C-D-O-Y-L-E. I hope you have a great callback. Oh, thank you so much. I'll let you know how it goes. And thank you for having me. You're welcome. And I'll see you soon. Okay. Okay, Okay. great. I'll speak to you soon. Bye. Yes, bye. Thank you for joining us today. I will be back on next week with another guest. I hope everyone has a wonderful week. Bye-bye. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir.